Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Allison Lane is a, is a nice check-in episode with Allison before the 4th of July weekend. Uh, before we actually get into the meat of this, Allison and I uh, mused about something that was a rumor. And we want to make the record completely clear before we go any further. This is a letter from Mark King, our stance on presidential political donations. Mark King, the guy that runs Taco Bell. Quote, as Americans, our franchisees may personally support political candidates they wish, but I want to be clear that the Taco Bell Corporation does not make donations to presidential political campaigns. Well, some news outlets have correctly reported that it was a franchisee who independently contributed to President Trump's re-election campaign. Others have brought the brand into this conversation and erroneously attributed this contribution to me. Taco Bell is a brand that has never been about politics, but we know our people, especially at the restaurant level, are very diverse and we are passionate about providing opportunities for them and assuring them our restaurants and brand are a safe space. In other words, this show, this host is still pro Taco Bell. So uh, please, if you're considering going to Taco Bell this weekend, consider giving us some money in our Patreon account because we would also like to run to the border. You could find a link to our Patreon account in this episode if you're listening to this in iTunes or on youmethemeverybody.com. If you're listening to this on Spotify, go to youmethemeverybody.com and go to the About page and you could find the link to the Patreon there because we need more Crunchwrap Supremes in our life. Here is Allison. So what were you doing last night? Woo! Last night, uh, I was at a fundraiser. It wasn't like an online. I mean, it was an online fundraiser, but you. But it was you weren't at home. Nope. Where were you last night? I was at a bar. Did it feel weird? It did. Okay, so who else was in the bar? You were at DC Nine. Yeah. And DC Nine, for those of you that don't know, it's a three-level thing. The first level is just a bar. There's like four or five booths, and there's seating at the bar. The second level is a uh, music venue with a bar. It holds what? What's the capacity? Like two hundred, something like that. No, is that that many people? It's been a lot. I've been to shows there and I've been to weddings there. So okay, and then there's the roof, <laughs> and the roof is like forty to sixty people could sit up there. There's tables and stuff like that. And last yeah. night, uh, from the footage I saw, you were on the second level. It was. So DC's bars aren't open yet. So how did this work? So it's interesting. Um, so DC Nine left their. You can't really have people inside for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So the inside was pretty much bare. The first floor had one bartender um, doing to-go things. The second floor was just the performers. No more than 10 people were inside. I think the entire time that we were there. Okay. And then the rooftop was socially distanced. So there were only like four tables of people mm-hmm. watching a screen of people downstairs. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this was Sleaze. Sleaze, yes. Sleaze uh, with DJ uh, Steve Lems and DJ Keenan Orr. Um, Jane Saw was performing in Mississippi. Whew. So, uh, okay, so Sleaze is usually, for the people that don't know, Sleaze is usually what? It's a dance party. It's the gayest dance party. And that's the premise of it. And gay dance party usually means uh, not socially distanced, four tables. And it's it's usually full of people. Full of people. They're having the best time. They look amazing. Um, There's drag performances. And and you mentioned one of the drag performers. 
Two, actually. Two. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. And based on the footage, there were drag performances last night. Once again, drag is usually performed with a crowd <laughs> closely packed together. This was not the case. Um, yeah. D- you guys raised money for Bartenders Against Racism. We They did. And was it a success? Um, I'd say that anything where people actually like do out of the kindness of their heart is a success right now. Mm-hmm. Because nobody had to come out or donate. And they did. And it was really cool. Was it was this the first thing you've attended like indoors since COVID-19? Um, like an event. Yeah. 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 Weird. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. It was weird. I, uh, I had dinner and at an empty restaurant. There was nobody in there. So you had dinner at a restaurant that's usually it's like it's closed or Le Diplomat. You had dinner at Le Diplomat. Who was in Le Diplomat? Just me and like my friend huh. and the and the waitress. It was weird because you knew people and that's how, or because I went with people that had been socially distancing. Okay. And this is after they had opened. It just said nobody was in there. Oh, okay. I see. Like they are open to have people in their restaurant, but we were at a time that like nobody was there. Mm-hmm. It was just, yeah. Are you feeling more confident with each passing day about uh, health and safety? No. Because earlier this morning. It would seem like I I do, but I I really, I don't. Well, earlier this morning or very late last night, you tweeted out something to the effect of like, you're very worried about this weekend in Washington, D.C. This weekend, you're currently recording this on July 3rd at 10.40 a.m. Sorry about having to push it back. I'll explain later. And uh, this is usually the busiest weekend in Washington, D.C. on non-election years. Or sorry, on non-inauguration years. Uh, It's looking like it actually still might be due to things that draw people from outside of the district, namely the fireworks on the National Mall that is not owned by DC. It's not DC property. So the mayor can't shut it down. Um, a few weeks ago, you thought you might be having to work this weekend. You're clearly not, but you are working in a different capacity, but luckily it's outside. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So, so I'll be, well, no, I'll give you supplies to part or to protesters. I'm not, it could have been at working at a bar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but you're going to be, you're going to be giving supplies out inside or outside this weekend. Outside. Okay. Do you feel safer outside than inside right now? I feel much safer outside. Um, and also protest, working with protesters is different than working with the general public. Sure. The public is selfish. <laughs> it's, <laughs> um, I actually did work at, I, I did work one day at a bar last week. You did? Yeah, it was outside. It was, it was weird. I am very, very worried about people in the hospitality industry going back to work. Mm -hmm. And even though I think that restaurants are trying their best because I think this, this shitty push to go back to work, Mm -hmm. especially in the hospitality industry is because these rents are so fucking high and we didn't do a fucking rent freeze for anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't think it has anything to do with people's safety or like our level of wanting to really get back the fuck to work. Um, Because the systems in place are not really, I think everybody's trying their best, but I don't feel safe about it. Sure. Where did you work last week? I worked in the wharf. You did? 
Yeah, I worked in a pop-up bar at the wharf. Okay. Was it busy? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, what was the average age? Everybody. Oh, really? So it wasn't everybody. just like I'm young and fancy free. It was uh, everyone's just tired right now and they want to get it's out. It's everybody's tired and everybody's trying or they've been stuck in the house with their kids. So their yeah. kids were there. They're like, they've been stuck in their house with their boyfriend or girlfriend. So they were they with their friends. <laughs> not, they're not with their partners. So, you know, it's like yeah. one of those... It's just everybody's out. I will say that if I had to guess, most of those people were not from Washington, D.C. Okay. But it's impossible. I mean, you're. I, are you carding people or is it a wristband situation and somebody else is doing that? Somebody else is doing all that. Okay. Um, did you feel that it was worth your time? Did you make money? No. <laughs> did you? Then why did you say yes? Because it was the first and you wanted to see how it would be or you felt pressured? Why did you say yes? Curiosity. I knew I would. I knew I could be safe. Okay. Um, because it was outside. If it were an indoor bar, I wouldn't have done it. Now you went There's to La Diplomat. Would you have gone to La Diplomat? For those of you that don't know, La Diplomat is a uh, a French restaurant in Washington D.C. and it's a favorite of the Trump administration. <laughs> and well, it, you did not know that. Nah, I mean they like a lot of shit that I like. They they have some weird. Okay. And uh, it's relatively large. Uh, It's essentially three different restaurants. Uh, One giant main room, one patio that's enclosed, and one patio that's open. You were in the main main part of the restaurant, and you said you felt fine because... Giving that context, I was actually in the patio, the indoor patio. Okay, you're in the indoor patio. Okay. Um, Did you... And no one else was there. Nobody else was there. But did you enjoy eating and drinking with friends? Um... Actually, I went there to complain about restaurants. <laughs> so I'm being completely transparent. So, yeah, we went there to just, it was a group of other, it was like two other women who work in restaurants, and we were complaining about restaurants in the restaurant. <laughs> so that's what that was like. Um because like, and honestly, we're all black women. So the other thing, is, I don't know. Going back to restaurants, uh, a lot of us are being either furloughed indefinitely mm-hmm. now, yeah, because restaurants can't afford to pay us a living wage. Mm-hmm. So we were discussing that. And we're like, shit, we can we can all go back to work, I guess, but like, we're not going to make any money. Yeah, not like I used to. I was I'm living in Washington D.C. off of tips. Okay, yeah. that's. And I'm not living poorly. You, I mean, this is past tense. You were living in Washington D.C. on tips. I was living, and I was living well. Let's put it that way. Um, do Do you think that there's anything that's going to thrive out of this? Will there be a new outdoor restaurant boom, or is this just? Are we just like in slow motion until there's a vaccine? You know, I think it's time for people to get creative. Yeah. Because there's going to be a way there's people need come like they need community and we need to to find a third place for ourselves. You know, I'm assuming need- you weren't checking out the Walmart news of the day, but <laughs> something like 140 stores across the country of Walmarts are going to turn their parking lots into drive in movie theaters. Oh, I believe that. And I just I'm very, very happy about this. And I'm just sort of surprised it took this long. I think. I've been talking to you about this since like April. I don't understand why all the large DC high schools 
don't turn their football fields into um, outdoor movie uh, situations because they already have the stands and you can easily block off six feet, yeah. six to eight feet apart, etc. So it's that kind of th- thought process where I'm like, well, that's how you could do it. But I still can't think of a way to make money. Walmart is talking. They don't even know if they're going to charge people for the drive-in movie theater experience. Like they don't, they didn't know if they're going to screen old movies or new movies. I, I can't see how oh, and- are we going to slide into fucking communism? That'll be fine. <laughs> well, no, here, here's where I'm going with this. Are the, we going to be socialist? No, that's fine. It's the mar- fine. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The margins of restaurants are so small. Mm-hmm. And if you... And just just socially distancing, it's like not even worth opening your doors, right? Yeah. I, so that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, how does anyone recover from this until there's a vaccine and you can't rush science science is science so how i can't imagine the diplomat being open in a year if this is still going on in a year is sort of what i'm and getting I mean, at that's the way like the society's like operating like they still have to pay their rent they still got bills yeah. and shit to pay like ridiculous building and i think it's so crazy that all of these landlords and shit that are especially in washington dc i mean sure everywhere they're raising their prices mm-hmm right now i'm like what you know nobody's been working and now you want to raise your rent that sounds stupid so i'm wondering like what is your thought what are their thought processes when they're doing these things i think that we're just going to have we have to accept that this this is a fundamental shift to society and how we're going to be functioning i think whoever figures out how to safely like you know as odd as it was for last night to be it actually felt okay like, okay, but did it feel okay because there was no one, there, not no one, but it was a very small group of people? Very, very small group of people. Honestly, most of them were our friends that we knew had been socially distancing. Okay, but that, are, <clears throat> but then how is the bar, how is DC9 making money? How is it worth it for anybody to open their doors? Do you see what I mean? I that aspect of it. I said, how do they make money? <laughs> I'm just saying that there's a way for people to be able to, you know, be out. Sure, sure, or, sure. Yeah, there's a way for people to still be social, and it's safe. I don't know how they're going to make money off of it. That That is, let alone, and I'm very grateful for them doing a fundraiser, let alone that, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, you know, that, that uh, space. But people are going to have to get creative to figure out how they are going to move forward. How did you get to and from uh, the restaurant and venue last night? I walked. Did you walk from home to Le Diplomat, then walk from Le Diplomat to DC9, then walk home? Yeah. Do you know how all the drag queens got there? Cars. So they were able to keep the social distance. That's the thing about it. It's like, yes, you've been able to keep social distance, and you think your friends have been able to keep social distance, but like, what if you had to take an Uber home? Like, that's all out the window now. You know, I, I've taken one lift mm-hmm. this entire time. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Did you have a mask? Yeah. Did they have a mask? They have a mask on, and they also encourage you to keep the windows open. That's good. Um, yeah. That's a good transition to the weather. It's the hottest day of the year today. It's supposed to be just as hot tomorrow. Um, I know that there are planned protests tomorrow. Are you worried about the heat being a factor? Yes. How so? It's just hot, and it's... Oh, my God. It's so unpleasant. I don't know if you've been out... You, you haven't been out in the streets with all these people, but not to give it to them shitty mask people that don't want to wear masks, but it is a little difficult to wear a mask uh, when it's so fucking hot. Mm-hmm. And DC's a swamp. Mm-hmm. So it's got that humidity thing going on. So you got sweaty mouth. 
and you're breathing in your own mouth mm -hmm. and that's tight mm -hmm. uh, because having a disease is terrible. <clears throat> so as I'm coughing, it's allergies, I swear. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Get a different mask. Paper the the N95 masks are a little bit better for that for being outside. Do you have an N95? Yeah. How'd you get an N95? I got people. <laughs> Could I have two? I'll get you some. Get please do. I've been looking. I've been checking um the 3M site like it's Ticketmaster like a 98, just refreshing all the time, thinking like they're gonna pop some up, but that's not how it works. Well, they're also expensive as fuck. How much? A box of fifty is like two hundred, three hundred dollars. Yeah, but that's not that much more than like that's about the same price you're gonna pay for like the cloth mask from like Old Navy or Adidas. Yeah, but this one's better, and I don't. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it was kind of like, oh shit, okay, well, yeah, I guess I'm buying all these these masks. Yeah, that's a smart idea. Um, do you think that there's going to be anything similar to July to June first in Washington D.C. this weekend? I'm 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 nervous. Why? But because I actually experienced June first yeah. in D.C. <laughs> Yeah, listen, uh, Allison, we all know how time works. Unless you were born after June 1st, we all experienced June 1st. But <laughs> Did you? All lives matter. All lives matter. <laughs> um, well, for the people that don't know, we're referring to Allison being gas messed on Swan Street in a house, a private residence uh, on June 1st. And I became a DC celebrity. Thank you. You're welcome. You're uh, welcome for my time, everybody. <laughs> so, listen... Uh, all I'm saying is I would get gas mask too if I can get an N95 mask is all I'm saying. Or, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> okay. It's so terrible. I am going to play the optimist here and I'm going to say that nothing horrible is going to happen in Washington, D.C. this weekend because um, it would be the mayor, who you're not a big fan of, is essentially trying to make a bad example of the Trump administration. Is that fair? I don't know what the fuck she's trying to do. I'm okay. I think that what's happening with like the busting up of when you're providing supplies to protesters, I think that's more likely to happen on like Monday, June 6th or something. Yeah. Does that make sense? I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I, you know what? And I'm honestly less worried about the, um, the MPD right now. Mm -hmm. I think crazy. Cause they've already embarrassed themselves. Yeah. Uh, DC is actually pretty fortunate that the police officers have, they haven't been as egregious as they have been in other cities. I've noticed. I think that Swan Street was the, their worst. Oh yeah. Swan Street was by far the worst. And then I guess what, two weeks ago when we were out in front of the white house, uh, when <clears throat> Andrew Jackson should have come down, who the fuck put Andrew Jackson in front of the, uh, the white house? Who did that? What? <laughs> Why is that happening? Why are you there? He's terrible. Anyway, so that's what's trying to come down. That was also pretty bad, but not like Swan Street. Mm -hmm. um, I am more concerned about people coming into this city uh, who are, uh, quite frankly, like the, the like the Proud Boy kind of guys, mm -hmm. sort of Boogaloo peoples. Mm -hmm. That shit is, those people really, man... They're everywhere. They're everywhere in D.C. And as we've seen, like, a lot of these, like, private residents are starting to take, like, matters in their own hands with guns very publicly. They just, like, just don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. 
Um, they're doing it on camera. Like that woman who almost hit somebody with a car and then gets out and like tries to like pull a gun on the people that they almost hit with her car. That that couple that everybody thinks is so cute with their guns on their lawns in Seattle. That's the shit I'm kind of worried about. People sure. are getting they just I don't want people to start taking a law into their own hands and then thinking that they can get away with it. So it's not necessarily a this weekend issue. It's more of a this lifetime issue. I mean, yeah. But I feel like they're, it's symbolic for, like, you know, with all these people around, mm-hmm. they'll be able to be more agitated. It's like, it's very tense in DC. Yeah. I don't disagree. <laughs> Do you have, what are your plans for the next, uh, 72 hours today is friday it's july 3rd uh i think it's a federal holiday thank you for contextualizing what days it are because i really don't know <laughs> it's friday july 3rd it's clearly honestly it could still be march brandon i don't know what the fuck is happening it's definitely not march <laughs> uh the beginning of march was very different uh so what is your plan today my plan today is to i'm going to go eat some chicken with my friend where uh, at a private residence outside. We're going to go eat some chicken. Okay. I'm going to order it uh, delivered because I don't think I should be around people as much for a little while. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm going to be giving out supplies to protesters at Malcolm X Park. Mm-hmm. There's a demonstration with DMV protests. They're going to do a march. It's going to be really cute. Also, Freedom Fighters are also doing a march that's around there. So there's a lot of marching. So for the people that don't fun. know, Malcolm X Park is about four miles from the White House, so it's not where anyone that's coming in from other areas to see the fireworks will be. Was that intentional? Why do you always know the miles? I I didn't... Is it really that far? Yeah, it's about that far. Because I used to live, um, like, four blocks, which is a half mile, from Malcolm X Park, and I used to work uh, across the street from the White House, so I would occasionally walk home. Well, I walk that distance, like, every day. Let's figure I this never, out right now. White I guess I'm a house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just honestly surprised because I, you always look at these miles and you, Brandon, not you as in people, you, Brandon, always looking at people's miles and I'm like, I just be walking. <laughs> well, I'm a little off. It's actually three point. No, I mean, I'm, a, I'm very, very wrong. It's only two miles. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. And it, depending on your route, it's even shorter. So yeah, it's not four miles. <laughs> I'm currently 4.9 miles from the White House. That makes sense. All that to be... The, the reason why I'm kind of getting at all this is uh, it's not where the fireworks are. Yeah, but it's also a great view if there were fireworks. Sure. Now I'm looking up where um, the Capitol building is compared to where I live. Maybe that's the thing that I'm thinking of. So that's... You- yeah, that's... Okay, so the Capitol is three and a half miles from where I used to live, and that's essentially where the fireworks are going to be. Right? I don't know where fireworks are. I thought the fireworks are by the Capitol, or they're they're either by the Capitol or they're by Lincoln. It's one of the two. The point is this. (laughs) The march that you're participating in on Saturday is nowhere near the fireworks. It's also during the day, so no. Okay, so what are you doing at night? What I'm doing at night? I'm sleeping. I'm not going outside. Yeah. I'm done with this. Clearly, that's where I'm worried about in terms of uh, safety of everyone because I don't think that the majority of D.C. residents are going to be going to the fireworks based on how the city voted and the guide, the guidance that 
the the mayor and the and Fauci and all the other people are, are saying, which is like, don't go to the fireworks. But um, if you are going to the fireworks, you're probably going to be stopping at a like a local CVS or something like that. And those are the people that do live in D.C. And that's where I'm worried. Does that make sense? Yeah, I do. I'm worried about them. Mm. People showed up in their cars to go do shit. Yeah, from if, out you're, of state. if you're working Uber and Lyft in D.C. and you need money, you're probably working tomorrow. Yeah. And you're probably going to pick up people that you might not want to pick up because that's where the money is. So. And they're going to be fucking assholes. So pray for them and also just, I don't know, tip them well. Yeah, I don't think anyone that's going to the fireworks is listening to this. <laughs> I'm going to go with none. Zero Everybody. people. Okay. You said you meet them and everybody. Everybody. Biggest, There's potential right? for everybody. There's never going to be everybody. That's not how it works. You never know, honestly. I have a very good feeling. I named this show after a movie where the whole point is Nazis are bad. Also, the Catholic Church isn't so great. That's the premise of the film. You know that you just add that. What? The Catholic Church ain't so great. Yeah, that's, that's new. Part of- that's part of the film. I, I get that, but you you've never added that as a part of your show. As Nazis are bad, also Catholic Church. Ain't oh, so that's great. my entire background. <laughs> Jake and Elwood didn't. They they happened to be raised in a Catholic orphanage. They didn't necessarily weren't Catholic. I went to Catholic school my entire life. I was not baptized Catholic. I've always been an inside outsider. Does that make sense? Yes, I actually listened to your episode with uh, Tia. Oh yeah, yeah. Your uh, your uh, Buddhist. White guy talking about Buddhism 2020. Let's make it happen. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Fuck you. That was a good time. <laughs> well, that sounds like a good time. You know, it's good to explore, you know, new parts of yourself and your brain and your spirituality. I thought that was fantastic. Also, I can't just, tell if you're joking. No, I'm serious. Damn. I, can I have some charity, Brandon? Shit. It's very <laughs> difficult to do this not in person. Well, I can't read your face because I can't see it. And even well, if I could... You wouldn't read my face right anyway. You would be like, what the fuck? But like, you need to know better. Brandon, I'm serious. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> I got that. All right. Are you spiritual? <laughs> huh? Are you spiritual? No. I feel... Well, I don't know. I feel like... um. I guess, yeah, I am. That's a 180. <laughs> That's a quick 180. Well, I, you know, I, you know me that I'm, I'm not really thinking a lot about things as I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Hence why I started a business after getting pepper spray in the face <laughs> instead of, I don't know, fucking sleeping or, you know, dealing with the fucking trauma that happened to me. Um, spirituality is an interesting thing for me. If, if I actually am able to sit by myself and look at like what's going on around me, then yeah, I do feel like we're connected. I do feel like, like there is, something that's greater than us mm-hmm. um i do believe in energy i do believe that if you are putting good energy out there it is coming back to you and in, in multiple and beautiful ways um it's also like this is <laughs> I, I really believe in bad energy mm-hmm. uh, children would say the bad vibes you know what you haven't been in the streets much but when there are people that are walking behind me that have like real bad energy Gotta let them go. I can't have that shit follow me in the streets. That's bad juju. Mm-hmm. Breathing on my neck, acting crazy. Can't have that. So, 
yeah, I guess, yes, I am spiritual in that sense. I believe in good and bad energy in this earth. Is right. it formalized? No, I can't fucking sit down and do that. That sounds crazy. People give me rules. What are religious rules? What are those? Well, tenants. Tenants. Yeah, I don't do you, know, you didn't have to name them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're guidelines. Some, some, sometimes it's guidelines. Sometimes it's strict rules. It's, uh, yeah. Are you a person that works well in structure? Yeah. But I'm also completely fine without. Does that make sense? Everything makes sense. You know what? You can. Uh, does anything matter anymore? No. Oh, I disagree sure. completely. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't believe in anything, but I, but I do. I shouldn't say I don't believe in anything. I don't have a, a spiritual basis. Does that make sense? I don't care yes. about that stuff at all. I'm not religious, but. I do think that everything is related. And if you want to call that spirituality, that's fine because it doesn't matter. Does that make sense? I think that that is very much of like our age group and time. Oh, so that's what I used to think too. But I also used to think that like, oh, once everyone's older, there won't be racism because when we're 10, we're not racist. And then I was wrong. Oh, that's because you're white. Exactly. Racism. But yeah. I am. That's the thing. You can't change the background of me, right? And yeah. I used to think like, oh, there won't be sexism because obviously blah, blah, blah. And like Nirvana clearly changed everything and they didn't change anything. But they didn't oh. not change anything either. It's all movement. It's all progressing. It's all interconnected. And that's it. And to get hung up on one thing is uh, is very silly. But to not be hung up on anything is a, is a giant luxury. So that's kind of where my head is at at all times. I think that's interesting because I was talking to a woman yesterday about like how white people are becoming more aware of their mortality and their places in the earth because of coronavirus and the anxiety that it's given people to focus on every single day. So like if you go outside, there's this anxiety of like, fuck, I got to make sure that I have my mask and all this shit on, you know, mm -hmm. and keeping myself and my family safe. And that's something that white people haven't actually had to experience uh, every day sure. and vigilant about. And I think it's interesting because for you, not only are you experiencing coronavirus, you're also experiencing fatherhood. Mm -hmm. um, so do you think that's also affecting how you're experiencing the spirituality? No, not at all. So the spirituality and all that stuff came. <laughs> I could have said anything, Brandon. I know you were going to say no. No, that's not true. Um, it's because my biggest fear <laughs> since I was like, I don't know, 14, 15, 16 was homelessness. So what? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it all stems from for me. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I, and that plays into fatherhood and all that stuff for sure, absolutely. Like how could it not? But my anger um, has been there pretty much since the start, and all of that stems from feelings of inadequacy. But once that went away, my anger stood from uh, structures that are in seemingly impossible to break. You know, systemic anything, right? But yeah. you can and you should and everyone has the ability to free themselves from that. And that's so easy to say and maybe the most impossible impossible thing to do philosophically. I'd say the most impossible thing to do in a day-to-day -day basis would probably be like, I don't know, brain surgery or something like that. But in terms of the thought process of the self, that is the biggest thing to break. And once you break that, you just got to keep reminding yourself to get back to that and it's very, very difficult. So that's what I've been trying to do for roughly 20 plus years. And to say hmm. that I've been devoted to it is a lie because I haven't been. It's just when you well, are. Also survival, I'm I sorry, think. say that again. 
is that a lot of that also just survival you don't really be thinking about shit that i guess spirituality and, and those sorts of concepts are extra when oh, you're of course in survival, you know what i mean it seems like a luxury yes exactly Ex exactly right and i used to think that too and only in the last 18 months have i have i come to the realization where like yeah it doesn't fucking matter it's not any different than my belief and my love of therapy like i don't care how poor you are i don't care how rich you are tall short whatever you need therapy <laughs> why do you need therapy is in it's up to the individual but every single human being on this planet would benefit from a good relationship with a therapist and i think that's a non-negotiable for me and yeah. it's that simple right so if if therapy is that important, why is therapy that important? Well, because you're working on yourself to make yourself a better human being because you're part of this world and you're interconnected to everybody. And it really just stems from don't be a dick, right? So <laughs> it's a lot easier to not be a dick when you're thinking about how you impact every single person in the world. And it's the same reason like I know inevitably I will be a vegan. But for now, it's like I'm going to enjoy that meat while I can <laughs> because the guilt of eating animals isn't that heavy yet. So that's all. I think I just learned a lot about you, Brandon Weatherby. Mm -hmm. um, that is tight. I just, I mean, there is, there is depth to this white man. This is. <laughs> I am six foot two. That is right. I am not a short man. I am above but average. I am a tall man. He can grow a full beard. <laughs> okay. Okay. Brandon Weatherby is a real person. I mean, all of this comes from trauma and f no one fears homelessness if they if they're not worried about their own shelter does that make sense yeah. so yeah, it's absolutely. i mean it's just a straight up like poverty thing and i've definitely take advantage of my gender and race when it comes to that stuff and i completely know if i wasn't a straight white male i most likely would be in jail or homeless because of the advantages that were not that would have not been given to me because of things that were just put upon me based on a society that I had no call, uh, no way of shaping, but that doesn't make it okay. We need to acknowledge it. That's all. Like you be, you be doing shit. You are, you be out here. Brandon Weatherby, I know you'll figure out anything. There's a way you were watching people, you know what's going on. <clears throat> so, okay. I've learned a lot about you. I don't know, I, I'm not being, you probably can't tell by my voice right now, but I really have learned a lot. Like okay. there were a lot of holes. I was like, Brandon Weatherby, you're a mystery. But oh, now I'm I get not. It. I see. I don't believe anyone's a mystery unless you're Sarah McLaughlin and you're building a mystery. It's not a thing. Is that a song? It's a song. Um, it was. That would be a song. I got that. It was okay. a major hit of hers in '97. Why do you know that? Because, because the, it was the I album. It was the album that was so popular. She got to do Lilith Fair. <clears throat> yeah, and. Uh, when I say she got to do Lilith Fair, I mean her popularity was uh, allowed her to book a festival of all women artists, hence Lilith Fair. And I had a crush on a girl that very much liked that song, so I like that song. And also she sings for animals, and she's Canadian, and Canada's a better country than we are. They're also racist. Listen, there's racism everywhere. Yeah. Okay, cool, party. <laughs> racism, ah. Do you? <laughs> if and when we're ever able to do the show again, I feel like you need an air horn button, where it's just oh you going raises on. <laughs> what was the other one? Caucasians. Yeah, it was Caucasians. <laughs> 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 <sighs>
that was a white man. That's great. <laughs> we had we've had some times. Yeah. Some times. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go so after Monday, I'm gonna stay in the house for a while so that I can we can do the show in person again because I missed that. Um I don't know if that's a good idea for you. <laughs> Why? Because you're thriving not being in the house. It's kind of true. So what the fuck is wrong with you? You shouldn't do that. I'm good for this show, Brand. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this momentum that I have of like this new trajectory of my life. <clears throat> it's fine. Don't worry about it. I got I this. think Don't that worry. you are setting a good example for people of how to live right now in in a quarantine situation. Quarantine? Quarantine? Quarantine. In a, in a, <laughs> I just made it like a southern jamboree. Uh, um <laughs> because you're not letting things hold you back and, and you're acknowledging the things that are not good. Um, and you're trying to live as seemingly uh, prehistory as you can while acknowledging that like this structure might not last. Um, yeah. But let's not uh, tear everything down. Let's eat it. Let's diplomat every once in a while. And uh, <laughs> see, I, I'm 100% still tear it down. I wish they had given me that food for free. I deserved it. So that we've been through as Americans. I should have walked in there like racism. Feed me. <laughs> Reparations. So there's a place that I don't believe in curses. I don't believe in any of that. But I do think that certain locations are very difficult to thrive in. Uh, do yes. you remember the Ruby Tuesdays not too far from where you currently live? Yes. It's now Hibachi Spot. Exactly. Exactly. Since it, just opened. it opened this week, I can't think of a a less good idea for a type of cuisine. I was talking to my wife about this like a week ago. The one thing I'm super looking forward to once there's a, a vaccine is Korean barbecue because like it's better shared and everyone's germs are kind of on everything because you're just there and it has to be inside and there's like little bowls of the little... They're open a Korean barbecue at a cursed location during yes. the 4th of July week in Washington, D.C. during COVID-19. Like... I can't. It's like, <laughs> it's like the ghost of the Ruby Tuesday salad bar is just upon that building forever. What the fuck? <laughs> like, why? Why do that? There, there has to be some insurance or rent forgiveness that I just don't understand because I can't think of a worst anything, a worst combination for anything in Washington D.C. A buffet, CC's Pizza. That's fair. I actually think the buffet would do well because the buffet would attract people that are going to come for the 4th of July fireworks. Yeah, it would. Ugh. Korean barbecue's not doing that. No, it's not. And they also do delivery. I I, I considered getting it because I was curious what it would look like, but Korean barbecue is an experience. Yes. Like you got to go, go do the shits. Like, I don't, don't send me bulgogi to my house for $30. You know, I want $30 in a show. I'm so hopeful that they make it, but I can't. How? How do they make it? I can't see how. Like, building is cursed. They already know it. They opened it. They should have known. They should have done their research. Unless they did a whole sage bomb of that building. I don't understand how. <laughs> it's just not. Sorry, Korean barbecue. Is What's the one cuisine that once there's a vaccine, you're like, I want that in a restaurant? Oh God, I don't know. I, well, now that I figure out how to make carbonara, nothing matters to me anymore. <laughs> what if that's why you stop going to the protests and you give up bar because you're like, you know what? I got carbonara. I'm good. 
I'm, I'm, I'm good. Sorry, racism. You can do whatever you got to do. I can sit here forever. <laughs> racism, <There's>... you won. <laughs> there is endless eggs and pasta. I don't need any of you anymore. So, uh, I don't know. I'm really sad about Taco Bell um, in general. Why? Um, well, they're giant pieces of shit. They gave all that money to Trump. I didn't know that. Oh, fuck. Come on. Really? Yeah, yeah it's fucked up. And, you know, we were about to get that cantina and... Columbia Heights, and now I'm conflicted. I got a friend who wants to take me to a Taco Bell date. I was like, that would be really cute for us. But now I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. This is actually a conniption that I'm having right now. Oh, I have like, it all the time. I'm like, do I go to Taco Bell or not? Nah? No. Brandon, I'm going to ask you again. Do I go to No, you don't. <laughs> I can't. I can't go. You can't. I mean, I've never been to Chick-fil-A for obvious reasons. Yeah, but did you always know? I mean, yeah, I guess the whole Sunday thing should have tipped everybody's hat. Yeah, as soon as I found out, that was over. Because there's other great chicken places, so why the fuck would I do that? Taco Bell, just this really sucks. The end. It's devastating. It's over. Really? Really? They need to get some new leadership at Taco Bell. Maybe that's where we should start. Let's stop worrying about this administration. Let's worry about changing Taco Bell. Taco Bell for the people. The equitable the fact that the Redskins might have a new name by the end of the weekend is crazy. And oh, are they really going to do that? Well, Did FedEx that is that? like, we're not, FedEx, Nike, and a bunch of other people are like, we're not giving you any more money. You got to change the name. And Nike pulled all the Washington Redskins gear from their stores and stuff like that. So, like, wow. that's huge. It's possible that um, whoever the, let's say Biden wins. Uh, I guarantee, I can't guarantee, I would assume that they're going to donate as much as they gave to Trump to Biden. Let's see, does Pepsi give money to Trump? Pepsi is one of the people that are saying we're not using the Redskins name anymore. Okay. So oh, ma- oh, that's right. I forgot. Pepsi solved racism a couple years ago with <laughs> Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Is that this I, year? I yeah. That, yeah. Pepsi's cool. <laughs> Pepsi's on the right side okay, of history. Pepsi is, is, is uh, they solved it with a white woman giving away Pepsi to police officers. My Hell bad. Yeah. Have you tried uh, that? Maybe that's your problem. I fucked up. You're right. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, but you thought Biden was against racism. I hear giving out water like a stupid bitch. I should be giving out Pepsis. Could, you, could, my- you, could you do a Pepsi razor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call my team right now. I'm changing all my social media. We're giving up. Martinez against racism, giving away Pepsis. What is that That acronym? G-A-P? Bar G-A-P? There we go. And then for the racist cops, you give them Crystal Pepsi. Oh, wow. Why do they get to be special? Well, come on. They're racist. They're special. Honestly, I should give away Crystal Pepsi anyway because racism, nobody sees color. Come on, Crystal Pepsi. Give Allison some money. We're see, we're giving out gyms here. This is brilliant. Well, good luck this weekend. <laughs> Thank you. Be I, safe. Uh, you hate fireworks, so I don't know. Stay inside. Like, yeah, that's that's how I am because I'm with a under one year old that was born premature. So we are not going to be participating in the fireworks. Are you hot dogs? Um, it's too hot, man. Also, babies really? can't eat hot dogs. Yeah, well, if you try hard enough. <laughs> 